Revolutionary Talk for Revolutionary Times. Liberty Talk FM. A marvelous night for a moon dance with the stars above in your eyes. A fantabulous night to make romance neat the cover of October skies. Get all the leaves on the trees are falling to the sound of the breezes that blow. And I'm trying to please to the calling. What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome aboard to the Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horror to you. And what is going on, everybody? Well, if you've been listening for the last few days, you've heard me say, actually the last three, four weeks, I kept saying during early in the week, there's going to be news coming. You can see the way the markets are trading. And of course, every week the news has come. And of course, this week, I said that there'd be some unexpected news but most likely it would be something to do with China and trade because what we've seen is that President Trump has kind of what we'll call backdoored the TPP uh, program, that Trans-Pacific Partnership that he hated. Well, it looks like he's getting a deal in place the way that he wanted it in. And that was first by making a deal with the EU uh, and then Mexico coming to the table. We're still waiting for Canada, but there's no doubt they'll be here. But yesterday, about five minutes, it's amazing when these announcements come out. They must have bought a lot of calls. But about five minutes before the opening of the equity markets, out came news that China was about ready to come and talk about trade. Now, now it shouldn't be shocking to anybody. It should, it should have been pretty much of a, a no-brainer that it was going to happen. Obviously, the question is when. And... Uh, you know, again, the deal's not done, but it certainly brought a positive spin to the markets. The equities jumped pretty big and then did nothing, but were up on the day. And, of course, the grains popped. And then they spent the rest of the day kind of selling off a little bit, but still higher. Uh, but, again, I'm sure it will not be a smooth road. This will be a give and take. But the, the key here is the willingness of China to come to the table, which should be – that should not be a surprise – because what we thought and what we said was that China needs us a lot more than we need them. And, of course, right now, our economy is supposedly on fire. And I'm not saying it's not, but let's say it is or it isn't. But supposedly it's on fire. And so we could never be in a better position to put the squeeze on than we would be right now. And, of course, I think you're going to see, as I've said, I think we're going to see that deal that uh, the president is looking for. I think we're going to see uh, free and fair trade without the tariffs and without the, uh, the quotas. Let's hope. Let's hope I'm right. But I, I do not believe that President Trump will settle for a bad deal. And I think that I think Mexico will be in the fold. And I think uh, that Canada will be in. And I think that'll be now we'll have that nice free and fair trade which is what everybody wants. We want true price discovery to let the markets handle and trade by themselves. Now, you know, will that happen? Well, it's hard to say. I would, I would think there's a pretty good chance, though. And, and the truth of the matter is, why shouldn't it happen? I mean, what is the benefit of all the 
the BS that goes on. I mean, again, everybody's in it to move goods and, you know, obviously China manipulates a lot of their economy, as do we. Uh, you know, this is not, I mean, China more so, and China is not public about it. But, but you know, again, it doesn't matter. Everybody manipulates because everybody uses that ridiculous central bank, okay, who is going to screw it up. There is no question about it that they're going to screw it up. And, of course, uh, uh, they report today and, you know, there we know that President Trump wants them to keep rates low uh, and keep the dollar weak. And you can already see that that's not going to happen. Now, it may not happen today. It may not happen tomorrow. Uh, but between the good data that's been coming out and between the jobs number on Friday. OK, now Friday's jobs is going to be huge. Okay, because if it's a boxcar number, which means if it's a huge success, then it's going to show that the economy may be heating up too fast, which is going to force the Fed to act, which is why they should have been acting all along. And if the, if the stock market took a little bit of a beatdown, what difference does it make? This is, this is the, what we'll call the cluelessness and the ignorance of the economists that continue to think that... Uh, that you can you can print money and you can borrow you out of debt. It just doesn't work that way. So what's going to happen is I think things are going to overheat and and then they're going to be forced to act too fast, which will then create the the black swan event that we've talked about for quite a while, which is ten year notes over three and a half percent with um, with uh, the dollar approaching par. And again, I have, I have no doubt in my mind, again, would I bet my life on it? No. Okay. But would I put some serious cash on it? Yeah, I would. And I think that that's where we're headed. I think you can see, by the way, the interest rate markets are trading, that they are, are, are certainly ready for higher rates. You can certainly see that uh, the big banks have been rallying, even though the market's been a little bit weaker, which only means that that they're, they believe interest rates are going higher and they're shorting treasuries like they're going out of style. So for all those reasons, we would expect to see a market that will see higher rates and most likely have a little bit of a meltdown. Now, again, I, I warn you, okay, I'm not telling you that, that this is going down to zero. I'm just telling you that I think you're going you're gonna to see a little bit of heat I think you're going to see some some issues with the market, and and I would expect to see a fairly solid sell-off, and I think that's what we're going to see. I think we're going to see a fairly solid beatdown of the market, which really will just prove to be just another buying opportunity. But there are too many out there that are continuing to try to convince us that this is a different kind of market, and what do we know? factually that all markets are the same it doesn't matter we can continue to to decide that this time is different but you better know deep inside that it's never different because the markets are always the same and and that's what they do okay and we we get too over exuberant and of course we we rally we rally we rally and then all of a sudden there is no more buyers and that's what I'll expect here. 
as as people chase the dream. Uh, my trigger, my key trigger though, is still Apple printing one trillion, <laughs> which you know it should get close. You know, it 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 it, it popped on the earnings, uh, and you know it's only got about another two or three percent to go to get there. But I think that would tie into the trigger that we would be looking for to say, okay, it's time for a market to sell off. Now, we're very closely watching this recent rally as well because we expect that the tops to be near. So this could all create what we'll call the perfect storm for an opportunity to take a short position in this market. But we're not going to rush in. Again, remember, volume is still light. Volatility is still light. So do I really need to jump in faster? And the answer is no. So if I miss a trade, I miss a trade. What's the difference? As we say here at the Bubba Show, it's better to wish you were in a trade than you weren't. This is the Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horwitz. And of course, don't forget to download the show each and every day at libertytalk.fm. And of course, you can also get the Sporting Edge there as well. And our high school investing program, we're, we're trying to make it work. It's getting really tight and really close. If you'd like to help us succeed, and of course, our success is just by being able to donate it to the schools and help our youth out. You can go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Bubba Trading. That's Patreon.com forward slash Bubba Trading. This is the Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz will be right back after the break with John Jenkinson and me at RFD TV. The Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz. Show Todd Bubba Holmes with you, and we're going to run a couple of segments that I did with RFD TV and John Jenkinson on Monday and Tuesday. Here we go. Here's my thoughts as this was happening. Higher today, corn and soybeans kind of following along. John Jenkinson here on the Market Day Report. Let's go straight to the corn market where we find that nearby contract, that September contract, by the way, up five and three quarter cents at 367 and a quarter. New crop December's up five and a quarter at 381 and a half. Soybean market, uh, it's gained about three and three quarter cents right now on the August uh, contract eight seventy four and a quarter. And new crop November soybeans are up three and three quarters at eight eighty nine. September Chicago wheat eighteen cents higher at five forty eight and a half. September Kansas City wheat is up sixteen and three quarters at five forty nine and a quarter. September Minneapolis wheat is up fourteen and a quarter cents. It's trading at six oh six and three quarters. The cotton market today for the new crop December is at eighty nine fifty. And that is up 116 points. So let's go to the uh, telephone here and bring in Todd Bubba Horowitz. And he is with Bubba Trading. He joins us now from his office in Redwood, Illinois. Well, first of all, Todd, it's been kind of an interesting day. We kind of the leader here. Well, uh, and not, not really a surprise. I think that you're going to see higher prices. I mean, there's there's not only is there some settlement talks and some things going on. I mean, if we make a deal with Mexico and take off the, the, the quotas, I mean, that opens up the market even bigger. So I think that that's all really good stuff. And I think that we're going to continue to see higher. However... However, there's always a however, there's always a but, but I think that we're seeing a little weakness right now and the beans are giving up a little bit and uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see them be a little bit weaker for the rest of the day, but I do think that there's another announcement coming this week and I think we're going to see uh, the rally continue. I think we've broken some key resistance areas and I think it's up we go. It just, there may be a little bit of selling here the rest of the day. 
So this market, and you've mentioned before that markets don't go straight up or straight down. Uh, this kind of move here with the soybean market, is this indicating that maybe a little bit of, um, uh, of I don't want to use the word health, but maybe a little more stability is, is coming back to that soybean complex? Oh, I think 100%, Jen. I think, as you know, we go all the way back to when it was over 10, and I was concerned, I was worried, and that was before the tariff talk. We went down and made lows. I think the lows are in, and I think now what you look for is opportunities when they pull back a little bit, look to buy them. Uh, you know, while all the time making sure that you've at least hedged yourself in, in case something goes wrong. But I think at the end of the day, the lows are in. I think we go much higher. I think the next barrier will be about nine bucks. We got to about eight eight ninety six overnight, and we failed. But again, I'm not worried about that. I think this is just uh, building a, a a block and building some support to break it out to the upside. And I think we go through nine this week. What about the outside markets? Are, are there any influence there? Well, I don't know what influence we're getting right now, but the outside markets look like they're in real trouble. The only thing that, that we have that might help the outside markets is you've got the Fed on Wednesday and you've got the uh, jobs number on Friday. But I think both of those numbers may be what they say are too hot and they may force the Fed to raise rates, which would be great for the grain markets because that would force people out of the equities. And, and you're seeing some dramatic pressure right now. If you look at the uh, NASDAQ, is is really under heavy pressure and breaking down as well as all what they call the FANG stocks. Uh, oil is blossoming. I don't know. There's going to be, I'm assuming there'll be some news today or tomorrow on why oil is, is gone uh, very hot and heavier. But I really think that it's more, they caught everybody short. And now it's you're getting a little bit of what we could call a short squeeze. September crude oil up on dollar thirty nine right now at seventy oh eight a barrel. Uh, when we come back, Todd, let's talk about this livestock trade. So we're going to get right straight to that next here on the market today report. The August live cattle contract right now is down twenty two cents, and it's trading at one oh eight forty. October down eighty seven at one oh nine sixty. And December fats are down 73 at 113.42. The August feeder cattle contract is down 72 at 151.58. September down 63, 151.55. And October, 151.83. That is down 92. In fact, the front four contracts all trading uh, within about uh, about a 25, 30 cent range of each other. Over to the uh, hogs here, and this is where we've got August down 35. October is probably the more uh, in a contract that's getting more attention right now. Down 30 at 50.58 in December hogs are down 55 at 45.90, and that is the low of that contract. On the telephone with us is Todd Bubba Horowitz with Bubba Trading. Todd, what about that hog complex right there with that uh, December contract down here at all uh, contract low? Well, I'm, I'm kind of disappointed that they gave up, uh, you know, they were up much higher earlier, and they're now signing off. It looks like they're going to test that low of uh, 50.47 put in on Friday. Uh, I'm a buyer. I think that, you know, we've gotten levels here. I, I think what you're probably seeing right now is there may be some jittery in some of the talks that are going on. You know, there's a lot of news watching. So I think you're seeing a little bit of panic selling here. But again, to me, this is a great area to step in above 50. You know, I think you're going to see much higher prices. I think we'll get to go back and test. I think this week we'll probably go back and test that 56 high we put in last week. But I think we're going into the 60s at some point here. And I, again, it's it's very challenging and it's, it's very frustrating, which is one of the reasons that we always talk about being hedged when you have these positions on. But again, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a bottom and I'm looking for them to, to go higher from here. I want to talk to you also about this cattle market and live cattle in particular. When you look at a chart on that nearby contract, uh, is there anything in this that you're taking cues from? Uh, you know, we seem to be kind of hovering around that 108 level. We can't get too far from that. 
Well, we got up to 110. I, I think, you know, obviously the the uh, August contract comes off the board in the next, uh, I think, eight or nine days or something like that. So I'm really looking into October right now. And October is, you know, right at the upper end of some resistance. But I'm a buyer down, down to 108. I'm a buyer. I think we're going to make new highs here and, and start to run. And that's really I think the cattle markets in general look really solid and they look really good. And I think, again, any news that flows that's going to be good is I think is going to be positive. Plus, if we get some of the money that I think is going to come out of the equities. So overall, I'm looking for a, a pretty significant rally here still. And as long as we can hold above 108 basis October, I'm a buyer. I think that fat feeders are one. 50 is my level. In fact, somebody just texted me and said, what do you think of features? Well, 150. I'm waiting. I'm not, I'm, we're 150 to 155. If we go to 150, I want to buy them. And then I think they can break through and go to 160. So I, I think we've got really good action happening. And I, I look for much higher prices and we've held up extremely well, no matter what. Todd Bubba Horowitz here with us on the line. Todd, always great to talk to you. Thank you very much. We do have new information on the beef cutouts here at midday. Now the pork has not come out. Where did the uh, sorghum ratings come in at this time around in the latest crop condition rating? Let's find out together. Texas says that 33% of their sorghum is very poor, uh, poor to very poor, but that's because of the dry weather. The other 33% is good to excellent. Oklahoma, 44% good to excellent. Kansas, the picture there that we just showed you, 63% is in the good to excellent category. And I've seen part of that grain sorghum, and I can vouch for that. Nebraska, 84%. Just basically a garden state there. Good to excellent condition. Colorado, 57%, a little bit less moisture than uh, than either Kansas or Nebraska there. So uh, that's kind of where the conditions stand. Speaking of conditions, what condition is this market in? Over in the corn market right now, we've got that front month of September up one and a half, 368 and three quarters. Over in the soybean market right now, the front month is August. It's up 20 and a half at 895 and a half. Chicago wheat for the front month of September is unchanged, 546 and a half. September Kansas City wheat is up one and three quarters at 549 and a half. September Minneapolis wheat is up two and a quarter at 603. And the December cotton is up 49 at 8969. And Todd Bubba Horowitz with Bubba Trading on the phone with us. Todd, a couple of days ago, you said there would be a major announcement. We had that, uh, major or not, I don't know which way we'd call that, but announcement anyway, markets responded. Good morning, John. Yeah, I think that, you know, you could see the way they were trading, that they expected some news. And, and we got the news that China is going to possibly come back to the table, which obviously has spurred a pretty good rally. Uh, I would expect this rally to dissipate a little bit. And I would expect, you know, looking for levels to buy at lower uh, lower prices now. I think we had a nice jump rally. And now it looks like it's just kind of selling off. And I wouldn't be surprised at all if we sold off into the close. And then we'd be looking for lower levels to buy. And I think you want to look at, you know, 377 in these corn, probably nine dollars in november wheat and uh probably 530 in, in, in i mean november soybeans and then 530 in wheat would be where i would be looking todd do you think that any of the energy and any further announcements now has been spent no i think this was just the initial reaction i think if they actually get to the table we'll get another burst and i think that's what i'll be looking for i think you'll have some you know the, the rhetoric that goes back and forth and there'll be the the fall starts but once they actually make a deal and if the deal is correct, which, and if it's the way that I think President Trump wants it, I think that these grains will explode to the upside. 
What about uh, over here on the Dow today? We're up uh, about 174 points. Yeah, I, I expected that, actually. I thought that, you know, with the selling the last few days, we'd see a little bit of a dead cat bounce or a rally, and I think this is it. I think that the, the markets are going to try to run to the highs, and I think that's going to be it. And I, then I think a lot of that money will flow into the grain market. So that's really still my thesis. It's been that way for a while, but I think that the markets are, are going to run. And we talked about oil yesterday, that it was a little bit of a short squeeze, and sure enough, oil's back down where it started yesterday. So again, we're seeing the markets are acting the way they should be, and I expect to see uh, higher grain prices going forward. This is The Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horwitz, we're going to step out here a break. We'll be back with more of The Bubba Show after break. Todd Bubba Horwitz, The Bubba Show, coming right back to you. I know where I come from. What's up, everybody? Bubba here. It's finally here. The long-awaited Bubba Report, bringing you news from all the trading floors across the globe. We've got Scotch Lady, the cow guy, as seen on CNBC, Fox, and Bloomberg. We've got Keith Bliss, CNBC, Fox, and a floor trader at the New York Stock Exchange. We've got The Badger, who writes the hot topics and the political news. We've got myself putting together my own unique indexes that will help you give you a better idea of what's going on in the market. All you need to do to get a hold of the Bubba Report is go to thebubbashow.org and sign up for the newsletter, or you can email me direct at bubba at thebubbashow.org. We want you to have this report because we've got over 150 years of experience talking about markets, getting ready for the trading, and puts you in the best position to have successful. So email me at bub at thebubbashow.org to get a copy of your report or go right to the website, thebubbashow.org. Make sure you get it. It's a must-have for every investor and trader. The Bubba Report. Welcome back to The Bubba Show. Let's go with Rural Rally Radio and Marlon Bowling. What to expect out of the markets today. Let's go check with Todd Bubba Horwitz of BubbaTrading.com in Chicago and find out what's on his mind. Uh, Todd, thanks for joining us here, sir. Appreciate it very much. What was the reason for the turnaround last night? Good morning, Marlon. Well, I, I don't think there's anything to worry about. I thought that the market should sell off a little bit. We've had a nice little rally. I mean, if you look at soybeans, they rallied up over a dollar from the lows. You'd expect to see a little bit of profit taking here. So, you know, again, I think it's perfectly natural. I, I think we've broken out, though. And I think that, you know, you want to look at uh, soybeans probably, you know, around the $9 level is a spot to step back in. Corn around 377 in September wheat probably about 535 or so. Again, I think the markets are great. I think they've done exactly what we thought they would do. I, I, the, the tariff talk, uh, as I kept saying, that uh, China would come to the table, and it looks like they're going to come to the tables. So I think it's going to work out really well for everybody. Okay. Uh, they did talk about uh, increasing the tariffs. It, it did seem to send some jitters throughout all the markets overnight. Uh, is this just a, a one-day tension getter or what? Well, I think, you know, I think the big announcement was yesterday morning, which is when they said that they're you know willing to negotiate, which is, I think, what President Trump had designed in his mind anyways. This is like what I call the backdoor TPP, where he's got Mexico's now ready to come to the table. Uh, he's worked something out with the EU, and now China's kind of forced to come to the table because China needs us more than we need them. So I believe that we're going to, when this is all done, I think we're going to end up with uh, free markets, real trade, and uh, no more quotas and, and, and all free markets. So I think that's what it's going to end up with, which would be unbelievable and great for farmers and producers. 
Did you see any evidence that maybe the farmers unlocked the bin doors yesterday after that rally and let go of some cash corn or soybeans? Uh, I, I think some did. I think some also decided it was time to take that, that opportunity to hedge, as I think we've got much higher to go. I haven't changed my overall long-term theory. I think we're going much higher. So, again, I would hedge. I wouldn't be in such a hurry to sell it. Uh, that's kind of what I look at. Uh, I, I think we've got some uh, pretty good action coming. And if things work out the way I think they are, then I think we're, we see significantly higher prices from here. What about this wheat trade where it, it seems to hang in there no matter what the corn or soybean trade does? It was higher again overnight by a little bit. Uh, what kind of footing is that on right now? Oh, you, you know, they call me Mr. Wheat, right? I've been on wheat for, for a couple of years here. I, wheat's just right now the strongest of the of the group, and it just, uh, no matter what, it does kind of hang in there. It's performed extremely well. And, of course, yesterday, after everything made highs, we sold off. Wheat was the first to sell off. And I think that wheat looks really solid. And, again, I would expect to see new highs in wheat, you know, uh, here as well. So I'm extremely uh, confident that we got some pretty good action coming. So what do you think about that idea that now with all the problems going on with wheat around the globe these days and everybody fully expects the global supplies to be shrinking now, uh, it's been several years the way it seems since that's happened, but do you think the wheat market is going to have to bid up to attract more acres again this fall for a change? Uh, probably that, you know, again, obviously fire farmers, John jump to where they think they can make the most amount of money. So, uh, you know, that's usually what, what changes those dynamics of that market and changes the strength. That's why we usually rotate between which is the strongest and which is the highest price. But yeah, I think that'll, that'll create some action. And of course we, we know how that all works and it, it usually works out the same way. Okay, Todd, we'll come back in a moment and uh, get your thoughts on some of these other markets as well. We're talking with Todd to talk about here on Commodity Wrap. I'm Marlon Bowling. I'm joined by Zach Troutman, our producer and engineer, and Todd Bubba Horwitz of BubbaTrading.com in Chicago. We talked about the grain markets uh, showing some uh, divergence overnight with the corn and soybeans going a little weaker and the wheat uh, hanging right in there. Now, let's uh, talk here for just a moment about this energy market here, Todd. I know you've been uh, watching that closely here over the past year or so with keen interest, and it looks like it backed up over a dollar again last night. So what's going on here with this crude oil trade, and can that have any spillover impact on uh, ethanol demand or corn? Uh, well, I, I think, first of all, I think that crude is overvalued. I think it's still in backwardation, which is not a bullish sign, it's a bearer sign. And I think that you saw maybe a little bit of fear strike the hearts of some traders on Monday, which caused that spike higher. And subsequently now, we've taken out the last the lows for the last two weeks now. So again, I, I look for much lower prices here. Uh, and I think that you know it won't have a heck of a lot of effect. I think we're trying to, to see more of a switch over anyway. So we've seen some ethanol grow. So I think that's going to be not an issue. Uh, so I think everything's going to be fine there. But I do believe that the oil is going significantly lower. And uh, I would, I'm looking for the 50s, you know, the, the, the high 50s before the end of the year. Okay, talking about the international trade here between the U.S. and other countries. Now, last week, we had surprisingly strong corn and soybean exports once again, even though you don't really hear about that in the overnight sales totals. Uh, if it's over, what is it, 100,000 tons, it has to be reported overnight. Didn't really hear anything last week, but yet we had some pretty strong numbers on a weekly basis. There must be a ton of small sales taking place. <laughs> well, you know, China's China's buying through small channels, right? So they're buying a little bit at a time. 
you know, it's, 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 it's a game that everybody's trying to play right here. And, and to me, it's, it's got to stop. And, and I think this is what, what, what Trump's got all in, in his mind. And I think that's what this whole trade talk is going to be about is to just, let's get it out there and let's, let's let the markets trade and let real true price discovery come in without all the intervention and all the manipulation from governments. Okay, on the livestock side of the ledger here, um, I wanted to ask you about this lean hog trade. It looks like we made more new contract lows once again in the October lean hogs. Uh, How far to the downside do you think they have left to go, or or do you think they've got to be getting close to a bottom here? Well, let's put it this way, Marlon. I've I've been thinking there's a bottom for a few percentage points, and and I'm choking on it myself right now. Uh, I don't think they're going much lower, but again, obviously markets are markets, and they can go lower. Uh, But I am starting to see uh, a little bit of panic out there from some people that I talk to, which means to me that the bottoms are, are, if they're not in, they're very close. And, And I'm a willing buyer here. I think we're going to go much higher here. I was kind of surprised that they didn't get a good reaction off of yesterday's news. But again, there's still a lot of sellers out there. And, and you know, we got to remember who's one of the biggest producers is China, even though it's done through an American company, Smithfields. So I look for, I think they're close to the bottom if the bottoms aren't in. I mean, I'm willing to be long and I've been long for quite a while and will continue to stay there. What does that mean when we have these severe drops in the belly market here recently? Because uh, I see yesterday afternoon, uh, it was quoted at one fifteen seventy three. So on the day, it was down uh, $10.26. And it wasn't very long ago. I believe about a week ago, it was like one forty five or something like that, close to one fifty, I believe. Steep, steep drop in the bellies. Yet the other primal cuts are just kind of holding their own. What's that all about? Well, you know, there's a lot of manipulation that goes on in these products. That's one of the reasons they took bellies off the boards to begin with and why they don't really trade, you know, at the CME anymore. I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot of funny business goes on in those markets. And, and it's always hard to, to know whether or not you're getting the, the right story at the time. So uh, I don't put a lot of credit credence into that. And again, the, the real thing that I believe that everybody should watch is the money flow into what you're involved in. And that would be hogs right now. And, of course, the, the money flow is pushing the markets a bit lower here. But they have been able to bounce off those lows a little bit, even though, you know, they make a, a lower, a new low. But it's not a disastrous new low. So I think that's more the, the things to watch is the, the actual money flow. Do you think the belly prices are going to have to stabilize before the futures trade will? I don't think it has anything to do with it. I, I, I would I, again. I, I haven't looked at belly prices since they took them off the uh, off the board. Uh, you know, back I don't know, it was almost ten years now. I think they've been off. So it's to me, there's it's no value. It's not going to help me make any money. It's not going to help me hedge my position. What I need to see is where my input costs are and what I, it costs me to handle it, and what the actual board price is, and how I'm going to protect the downside there. On the October live cattle, uh, do you think that they uh, appear a little bit toppy here on the charts? They have been sagging a couple of days. Well, I think that they look really good, but I would expect a little bit of selling here. I mean, we held up extremely well. We had a nice big rally. And, you know, I think we're going to take out the October highs. Uh, you know, I'm looking for 114 to 116. Uh, I think we continue to go up. Now, again, I would not be surprised at all to see a little bit of sell-off here. I think that that's natural based on the markets that we're in. We're right at the upper end of resistance anyways. And I think that's the same with, with feeders. Feeders broke down the, just below 150, I say, which is my, my buy target. I think they're going back up to 155 and then probably to 160. So I think the, I think the entire ag space looks like it's in great shape. And with a couple of uh, lucky breaks here, a little bit of break in the market, some other things happening. And with the Fed today, I think we go a lot higher. Interesting stuff. All right. Well, thank you, Todd. Uh, Thanks, good to Mark. visit with you once again. As always, Todd Bubba Horowitz is with BubbaTrading.com. He's located in Chicago. Stay t- 
And that was us visiting with our friend Marlon Bowling and uh, at uh, at Rural Rally Radio, and we do that every Wednesday. Uh, but in the meantime, again, I I think that you know we 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 tend to try to look for news where there is none. I think we try to look for things that are not part of uh, the overall trading market, which then goes to the overall investing market, which goes to the overall hedging market. You know, one of the things that we just need to look at and focus on is what's the price action right in front of us? That is the bigger story. And the thing that we should be looking at is what's going on in front of us. And if you watch the price action, I think you'll find yourself in a much happier place by being in the correct opportunity for yourself, understanding how prices move the market. Again, I, I can't look for, you know, what are the what's the belly prices and what's everything else doing. All I gotta do is look at what I'm trying to trade and that'll give me the information. Because again, it it doesn't always matter. And there are other things that are always going on. So just keep that in mind as you check out and listen to the Bubba Show. This is Todd Bubba Horwitz, and of course I want to remind you to download the show each and every day at LibertyTalk.fm. The only station you need. We've got everything for you, full programming. And don't forget about our high school investing program. If you'd like to help us out, go to uh, Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Bubba Trading. Uh, you can help, as many have helped us in the past, we're trying to, to keep this program going and continue to educate our youth. So please check it out if you'd like to. And we thank everybody who's helped us in the past. In the meantime, this is the Bubba Show. Top of board. We're going to step out of here for a break, and we'll be back with more of the Bubba Show after the break. Todd Bubba Horowitz, the Bubba Show. We're coming right back to you. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. It's the Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz with you. You know, I don't know. I get I get really angry. I'm, I'm a hostile young man. I don't know if I'm young either, but I'm hostile. And I'll tell you what makes me angry. I'll tell you what really pisses me off you know obviously well maybe you don't know obviously but i watch i don't actually watch i listen to the news you know to the business stations all day long and the reason i do that is because i'm a contributor so i have to know what what's going on and of course i get about five or six times a day i get really pissed off and have to fire off some tweets and uh, and, and or emails to people that I know that are pissing me off. And I say, you know, really, you're going to really, you really want to say that you really, you really believe that. So yesterday, okay. It was a, an especially annoying day because here I am minding my own business trading and looking around and, you know, just doing a little bit of uh, stuff and, you know, kind of trade and do some personal stuff and you got in the, here in the background. And I'm like one of those, you know, the, those uh, secret service things, you know, they hear a word they're not supposed to hear and they perk up, their ears perk up. So I hear something and I go, and now this person's going to tell us about $400 oil. I go, okay, who is this? So somebody comes out and makes, tries to make a case that oil is going to 400 and I go, okay, that's all fine and good. But why do you have to try to create fear and havoc among the average citizen that is not involved in the market, that doesn't know that you're full of crap and that you're talking nonsense? And most likely, if you're willing to make a statement like that, you're probably shorting oil to begin with and trying to create buyers to step in so that you can benefit. You can, create, you can try to front run the market, okay? Which pisses me off. Nothing makes me more angry. Then when guys try to front run the market, because it's just it's it's just wrong, you know. If you need to cheat, 
and front run. I mean, it's like, you know, I was half jokingly, but, you know, <laughs> I said the Chinese were probably, you know, long calls, you know, coming into yesterday morning. Well, you know, again, <laughs> those things do happen. So if you know you're going to make an announcement and you put yourself in a position to, you know, to benefit from that announcement, knowing how big it is. So anyways, so that's no different than the other big banks things making these stupid calls. So it really pisses me off because, again, it, it, it's very misleading, especially if you're not in the business. You know, if you're just a normal investor, now you're getting panicky or you're changing your mind. You're trying to maybe you're going to try to jump in, which is another thing I always tell you is don't try to trade the news. React to the news. Let, 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 the, let the amateurs try to trade the news because you can see if you've ever watched news items come out, they're tracked in long before. And we want to be able to react to what happens. Now. Number two, I'm sitting there again, minding my own business, and on comes a guy that says, well, you know, I don't know what the market's going to do, which I respect that. I'm not sure. I think we might be a little bit long. I respect that. But why don't you buy some cheap protection? Okay? And you know, if you've listened to this show for any period of time, you know that I don't, there is no such thing as cheap protection. If you hedge the way I teach it, then that's perfect protection. Okay, but if you're just going to go out, which every one of these jackasses does, and they go just buy cheap puts. Well, the first thing is there is no such thing as a cheap put. Okay, the markets are like life insurance policies. Okay, they're perfectly priced based on the actuarial numbers. Okay, or in our case, implied volatility. So everything is priced exactly what it speeds. So there is nothing cheap. Now, again, I use this example many, many times, and that is. That in 2014, the market was up 21%. If you would have used this philosophy of buying cheap protection or a condom with a hole in it, okay, then you would have, instead of making 21%, you would have made 3%. So you would have taken 18% of that cheap protection. All of a sudden, it doesn't sound so cheap, does it? And that's what really gets my, burns me, okay? I need some tucks to, to take care of that burning sensation. But I mean, the point is, is that you get people that give out information that is false and that doesn't help you. Certainly, it's better to be prepared than nothing. So I can't say that part of it, but, but don't make it like it's not expensive because you're going to pay this premium over time and it becomes very expensive. So I, I hate when they just kind of lay that, they, they lay that out there like a big egg, okay, without any explanation. So to me, those are things that just irritate the, the, the you-know-what out of me. And, and, and you listen to these people talk their book. Okay, now, again, I have nothing wrong with an opinion. But I hate it when it's stated as if it's a fact. Okay, it's an opinion. And, and, and I, I wish, you know, like my opinion, you know, as we all know, I had to puke out all my oil when I was shorted. I was able to get back in, not as big as I got puked out for. But again... I will give you my opinion and make it clear that you understand that it is an opinion, not that it is a statement of fact, okay? And I, I just, I've, I'm very frustrated because I know, okay, that the markets are going to get a, uh, the markets are going to take a crippling blow here. You know, it could be a day, a week, a month. I can't tell you when. And I just hate to see the average person who, you know, is in the market, probably not very happily so 
because they don't want to, you know, listen, nobody likes the risk of the market. Everybody likes the reward. Everybody likes the long-term capital gains you can make in the market, but nobody likes that short-term risk. And, and I think, you know, again, if you look at this as a model, well, right now we're reaching a much higher risk time for bulls. And not because there's anything wrong with the market, but just because at some point they're going to stop going up for a little while. You know, again, I say this constantly, the markets will go up over time. But if you're just investing now, and are you prepared to take a 40% haircut if that is the case? And that's why it's very careful and very cautious. And I, I think that this is uh, something that is interesting. Uh, and, of course, this is how it happens. You know, we, we as investors are getting in and getting in and getting in and keep pouring it in and keep pouring it in. And then all of a sudden you get a little bit of a, a little crack in the armor and you get a little nervous and, you know, Somebody starts to sell, and then before you know it, they're all selling, okay? And I, I think um, uh, I think that you, you have to look at the, the overall model, okay, and say, hmm, that's what, what I say. And I think that's the big deal here is, is that you have to be somewhat prepared and somewhat defensive and defensive doesn't mean changing from one sector to another. That is a crock as well. You know I hate that. It's just easier just to hedge and you don't have to do anything. But you have to look at your overall end game and your goal and base when you're going to need the money. Okay? And that will determine if you if you don't if you don't hedge the way that I teach it, well that will determine how you should protect your capital. Now, I know my, you know if you many of you may know my son works for Edward Jones. He's a, a financial advisor there, but you know they have they, they've devised a program with uh, uh, very good uh, CDs, okay, uh, and they've got uh, you know higher CD rates than the banks, and they've got you know three six three six and twelve month CDs plus longer term. So there is a place that is comparable to the tenure on a shorter term basis. So again, there's, there's ways to do things if you're not hedged, you know, the way that we teach it. So there's ways to do things. But again, I, I'm not, I wouldn't be a big fan of jumping in with fresh new money here. I mean, there's some things I'd buy, but there's some things I would always buy because I'll always be hedged. But even if I wasn't going to be hedged, there's some things I would buy always, you know, if it's a value, I'm going to buy it. But right now I think the value is in the grain markets. I think the value is in the meats. Uh, I think the value is in, in the commodity space because I think that's where money's going to flow to when we see a little bit of a sell-off here. In the meantime, this is The Bubba Show, and I am Todd Bubba Horowitz. And, of course, uh, make sure you download the show each and every day at libertytalk.fm. You can get The Bubba Show, The Sporting Edge, and Crypto Investor X. And, of course, you want tomorrow's newspaper today, get Bubba's Daily Update. Every day after the close, I do a quick three- to five-minute video I email it to you. All you have to do is go to BubbaTrain.com, fill out the little box, and every day I'll shoot you what I think of the markets, what I think of the action happening, what I'm looking for tomorrow. In the meantime, this is the Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Wars, and we'll see you back here tomorrow, same time, same station. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. We'll see you back here tomorrow. The Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horowitz. Revolutionary talk for revolutionary times. Liberty Talk FM.